Coming from the Caveman Studios in Buffalo, New York. Welcome to Caveman Corner with your host, Jeff. Captain Caveman! Thanks. Click subscribe and the bell. Do it now! Welcome to the podcast, Mustafa. I have with me Mustafa McBride, one of Lackawanna's finest wrestlers back in the day. Uh, she's been creating a generation of savage uh, assassins that are children, just destroying uh, the wrestling ranks. Um, I wanted to bring you on. Um, to be honest, I had a couple of Jesus podcasts lately, and I wanted to bring you on. You're the Muslim faith. And every time someone says Jesus is the Savior and the only Lord and the only way to live, um, I always feel like I need to bring someone else on. And I couldn't think of anyone better than you. And I know you didn't like social media, so I reached out to you. I was like, can, can you give me somebody? And you're like, I'll do it. And uh, I'm really honored that you you came on here. I know you don't really do the social media much. So it's an honor to have you on the podcast once again. Um, before we get into the whole thing, I just wanted to go back and touch base with Latifah. Um, last time we had her on, she, was, uh, she qualified to go represent the country. And she wasn't allowed to compete due to her religious garb. Has there been any, any updates on that situation? Um, there has been an update, but it hasn't been in our favor. Um, uh, USA Wrestling uh, has changed the rules as far as domestic wrestling is concerned. Um, but as far as international tournaments, tournaments which include people from other countries or is, uh, tournaments that give you some sort of ranking, uh, in the world, we're not allowed to, to participate. So the very tournament um, down in Texas, which was the world team qualifiers that were age-based, U17, U20s, U23s, this tournament actually got them uh, recruited uh, where, you know, where, to where they're at now down at Life University in Georgia. Um, they're not even allowed to compete in that anymore. Uh, so um, that's where it's at. So anything that you could think of that's like, as an international level, um, none of my daughters are allowed to compete. The Bill Farrell, uh, U.S. Open, uh, you know, World Team Olympic Trials right now, none of it. That's awful. She did so good qualifying. They're doing amazing. They're tearing up down there at Life University. How do you feel? How's it to well, be away from them? I know that's got to be tough as a father. It, it is tough. It really is tough. Um, but, you know, it's part of that growth thing, you know, and uh, – they're doing really well, and uh, you know I, I'm excited for them to have the opportunity, at least just to wrestle, you know, even if it's at the college level. Um, and perhaps as they uh, as they get the opportunity to wrestle other people who are at the world level and still in college, and uh, maybe uh, maybe people will change their mind. She had a nice decision over Frank Mir's daughter. For anyone that doesn't know. Right. Yeah, that, that was a good match. That was at the uh, inaugural uh, uh, Soldier Salute at Iowa. Um, Latifa ended the season pretty well. She took second. She lost in the last second, literally the last second, for the first and second place match. Uh, Jamila took third, uh, and uh, Zayna Zayna did really well. She didn't do well in the and uh, the uh, the nationals, but she she did really well throughout the year. Um, you know, so. We're, she was a bit unhealthy, but we're, we're hoping this coming year uh, is a turning point for her as well. So they're training and they're working hard. Watching them go has been uh, 
watching them grow has been an amazing uh, experience. They were uh, my coach at Integrity for a while uh, for the All Lays program. And man, it's good to watch them grow. I watch I, every day, I watch a thing and I try and share their stories as much as possible. Uh, like it's, it's hard work to share a story because you can't just stare, share a story. I just have to go to the page, click on the page, and then share from the page. So, like, it's extra work. And I love right. you guys so much. I even do that. Thank you so much. You know, uh, for all for for your for your uh, listeners, if they don't know the story, uh, um, you know, but we are indebted to you for what you've done. You set it off with my son Muhammad by giving him the opportunity to wrestle at a time when no one really wanted us in the room, and from there, my daughters have gotten the opportunity to both wrestle, do jujitsu, coach at your school. Um, so we we really do thank you, Jeff. Thank you so much. Thank you for letting me be on right now as well. Oh, no, man, you're one of the best people I know. And I wanted to make sure that uh, you're the person I bring on here to talk. I really wanted you to volunteer, but I wasn't going to ask you to. I feel like it's like outside our, our relationship for me to actually ask you to do something I normally wouldn't do. So, um, but it's always great to talk with you. And just seeing you, it makes me uh, happy. Like, we don't get to talk much now that I don't see your daughters. And like all the kids are growing up, we don't spend a lot of time. So I'm I'm so glad that you did this just to touch base with you. Like, this is not like fake for everyone watching this. Like we really enjoy each other's company and I, I can't think of a better person to spend time with. Yeah. Man, uh, time. Sunday fun day. Uh, I kind of stole your idea. And so now I call it death camp at my gym. So <laughs> I'm allowed to do that. And, don't do uh, it. Don't, don't, don't call it. You're just going to chase people away, man. Call I don't want, I, I only want good people. So this is my competition team class. I'm not trying to grow wrestling, trying to grow champions. So we come in there we shut all the windows, we turn the heat on, and now we do a grueling 45-minute workout, and now we're out, in and out, quick quick as we can be. That, and, that's uh, good. Yeah, that's good. like just good solid 45 minutes. Anyone's welcome to come. You just got the only rule is you got to have someone they can keep up with. Like you get two people that are in your level and we keep up, and like that's fine. I'll take the time to teach you. But like it's for me too, so I get in there and I like to bang it out a little bit too because I teach like all the other days, so I need some time for myself to uh, – Get in there and bang it out a little bit. And what what time is this? Uh this is from two fifteen to three o'clock every Sunday. Oh, real? Okay, okay. Uh, I'll have to see if I can get up there sometime. Yeah, we finished up downs. It's like ninety degrees and everyone's so hot. Oh, it's the mat is a wet mess. It's the best. You would love it. It uh, sounds like a good time, man. That that's good constructive work. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Kroll just jumped in. He's like the McBride family is one of the best families I've ever met. Every one of them I had the pleasure to work with is an amazing person. Hey, yeah, Dr. A lot of love in the community for you guys. Man, thank you so much. I, you know, uh, thanks, man. I, I hope I deserve it. You, uh, your family, and you, you definitely do. Like, you've done a lot for to grow wrestling in the community. That alone um, is worth all the love you get. And not only that, you've grown, you've shown what family love is. Like, your family is tight. You've shown how to be a, a the best father that you can possibly be. And you've uh, grown your religion and shown a lot of respect for the Muslim religion. And there's a lot of people, I think, that had a totally different opinion of you and your religion before you got on the scene. And I was trying to say that as delicately as possible because we know how it was when you came in. Everyone, like, shifted away from you and, like, oh, man, I don't want to be by that guy. But, like, I, you changed mine just by your personality and just by the love and care that you show every athlete that you work with. And... Man, well, may God accept it. <laughs> may God accept it. It may make me better because uh, I, I need to get better. Yeah, we all do. Like, 
no one's no one's perfect and no one we're all humans and we all have our flaws and part of being a human is overcoming our flaws and i i truly believe that like we all we all have horrible flaws that's how we're born we're raised we're we're not we don't ever have exactly what we need to be the perfect person and as we grow and we learn we just strive to get better and when we stop striving that's when we gave up on life like we just got to keep getting better that's what it's about amen may god protect us from that from yeah. giving up um before we get into the religious stuff that we might lose everybody on i had uh, professor ketri on not too long ago a few podcasts back and uh he talked about all the benefits that the carnivore diet has brought to him i as soon as he said that i thought of you and we talked about you a little bit on that podcast too how oh, really yeah, when you pulled up in your truck the first time I seen you after you started the carnivore diet, and you got I thought you were Muhammad. I thought yeah. like, it was a surprise that Muhammad was coming in. You look <laughs> so slim down. Um, can you tell me about your experiences with the carnivore diet and what you've done with it? Yeah, um, actually, it's it's been amazing, man. Like, uh, I, I don't know too many 50, 50, I'll be 52 in December. I don't know too many 50-year-olds who drop like 100 pounds in nine months unless they're dying. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, um, I, I've gotten rid of a bunch of like medical ailments that I've had that, uh, you know, I've been on medication for like gout, um, sleep apnea, uh, you know, I have, you know, I have, it just, it's just crazy. And just to think that like the standard American diet, it, it is what everyone's after is what they're doing and yet getting sicker by the day. And uh, it's so unconventional eating just fat, greasy, salty meat <laughs> every day, um, you know, and as much as you want, you know, it's, it's kind of nuts that, you know, to think that uh, I've, uh, I've been able to achieve this level of health. I had blood work done before I had some surgeries just recently. And, um, you know, on Quest, you know, you can see uh, historical uh, information about your blood work. And my, my blood work's never been better. Never. I mean, that's, uh, since I've been using Quest, which is about 15, 17 years, like, it's crazy how, how cholesterol and everything, just, it's, it's crazy. I'm, I'm, in, I'm feeling good. Um, mentally, I'm clear. Um, and people are curious as well as to what I've done. Um, so I got, a, I got a couple friends of mine on it. I have a, a guy, he's a, he owns a plumbing business. He lost about 60, 65 pounds. Um, he's never been more muscular because he does he does a little lifting with me three days a week. Um, he's and he says between carnivore and and, and just lifting, um, he's he's on this till he's seventy. And he's 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 that he's that committed to it. So um, uh, you know it's 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 just wonderful, man. I, I encourage everyone to look at it, you know, and consider consider trying it. I did it for six months, like I was telling everyone when I did it. And when I was on it strict, I never felt better. Uh, my elbow felt good. My knees, well, they don't feel good, but they feel better. Like right. there's like structural damage that's never going to be the same, you know, but they feel a lot better when I'm on it. Um, I I get off the diet every now and then. I have some bad days. Like uh, yesterday I had pasta and like oh. I feel it. I feel it today. But man, like. I know I shouldn't eat it, but it was late, and Forrest cooked some pasta. Had chicken on, but I, oh, I, I, it was so it, it was a lot of mouth pleasure, but I felt I couldn't like my back was stiff today, my knees hurt, like it was it was a rough day. 
You start um, to pay attention to that stuff. It's kind of crazy. Um, I I still have, I'd say my diet's 98% meat. Um, I have found some things that don't really bother me. Um, corn, like corn chips, clean corn chips are just corn, salt, and corn oil. They mm-hmm. don't do anything to me. Um, I took my wife out to uh, Dairy Queen, and I got the smallest ice cream that they had. It was a blizzard, but it was like, it looked like something you'd feed to a dog. Like it was so small and it was, it was crazy expensive too. And I was messed up, bro, for like two, three days, man. Like, I mean, I mean, body pains and really it's, it's something. Um, also I, uh, you know, I use a hot sauce, a clean hot sauce. Um, so it's just nothing but cayenne, like cayenne peppers, vinegar, salt. That's it. No, nothing else. I, I, you know, I try to pay attention. Like, if, so, if it has like monosodium uh, MSG, I, 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 I probably would mess with MSG, but if it's got any other sort of hidden sugar, um, that kind of stuff, I stay away from it. Um, I don't, I don't do the pasta um, every now and then if I, I may have a slice of pizza, but it's only one. And that's only if I happen to get it for my wife, but I've been, I've been pretty, pretty strict with it. Um, and uh, even my son Mohammed's on it now too. Um, he, he swears. Uh, he he bit into it, huh? Yeah, he That's he swears funny. by it. Yeah. He he actually, when he heard I had lost a bunch of weight, you know, and he came up from West Virginia, he said that when he came up, he thought I'd look sick, and he said, you know, wow, you look you look fit, you look like an athlete. Yeah. And um, so when I go down, I wrestle with him. When I go down to West Virginia, I, I wrestle with him and I wrestle. We do jujitsu and uh, but uh, yeah, man, it's uh, he says he has clarity of mind. He, he, he's strong as uh, my God, he's strong as an ox. And uh, so, yeah, he's, he's, he, he's so serious with it that when he travels, he brings his own meat yeah. and, 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 and a skillet and he cooks in the motel room. Like he won't, uh, you know, when he's traveling with us, he, he won't go out and eat and stuff like that. Um, uh, so he, he's pretty, he's pretty, he's pretty uh, serious with it as well. That's, uh, that's what started me from cheating is like, uh, I'm busy on driving over all the time. And like, Man, I've been eating bagged eggs from 7-Eleven, and it's like I get some, some of the like, uh, like it's sort of carnivore, but not really, you know, because you don't know where the eggs are from, you don't like. Right. And every now and then you're like, ooh, I don't know. Right. I mean, you know, you do what you can. It's not, it's not religion, um, but you mm-hmm. do what you can, you know. And uh, I, I figured out some things like when when I cook, um, you know, I cook a lot, so there's always extra in the refrigerator, um. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if if you've got to make an an exception where you get some chicken that may maybe have so has some vegetable oil on it, you, you know that's better. That's better than French fries. Yeah, <laughs> you know for sure. Um, yeah. So, so so you better you, than you pasta. Know, <laughs> yeah, it's better than pasta. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm a, I'm afraid of the pasta, bro. I'm afraid. I'm afraid of rice. I'm afraid of potatoes. Like I'm I'm literally scared. Um, I you know, like I said, I had that ice cream and it messed me up. Um, a couple days back, I, I said, well, let me try some curry seasoning on my food. And, uh, that hasn't, that didn't go, go over well. Cause mostly what I use is hot sauce and salt. And, um, I have found a sugar, uh, sugar-free ketchup. It doesn't have any fake sugar and it, they don't put any other sugar in it. So I use that. Um, How's that? That I like to try that. it's good. It tastes like, it tastes like normal ketchup. It makes you think like, why do they have sh- why do they have sugar and ketchup? <laughs> but uh, there's like normal ketchup. So, you know, I've been able to find those sorts of things. But like I said, I cook when I cook, I make sure there's extra in the fridge. 
Um, you know, uh, I think for you, you could, if you really wanted to try to do it, or I know uh, carnivore uh, people who, uh, who they'll pull up to Burger King through the drive-thru and say, give me like five patties, no bread, no nothing. And they'll do it. And, you know, so you'll just get the ground beef and, and, uh, and, and uh, keep it going, you know. Yeah. Um, I had a fruit. Uh, Dr. Dr. Crow added Muhammad is the single greatest athlete I've ever worked with. Wow. Wow. <laughs> well, his journey's not over. So may, may yeah. he be, may he, may be, may he be uh, the, the, the best ever, uh, you know, so uh, his, yeah. his journey's not over. Um, you send Dr. Crow a lot of athletes too, so that's saying something. Like some high-level pro doc, athletes. So. Doctor, Doctor, well, Doctor Crow is—he's like, yo, he's like a witch doctor, dude. Like, he does some stuff, man. <laughs> he puts the mumbo jumbo on people, yeah, and they're like, yo, I don't know what happened, but it all works now. So, uh, you know, Doctor Crow's real. I mean, if, if if any of your listeners haven't tried them, try tried him. They really need to. He's yeah, definitely go go back and watch that podcast too. Uh, I got one more question about the carnivore diet. Um, okay. I've had a fruit to mine, and it kind of, you know how when you're on a carnivore diet, you don't have the highs and lows? Um, when I eat the fruit, I, I get lows again. Like, I, I feel like, uh, I crash a little bit. But I feel great. Like, when I eat fruit before I train, I feel great for training. And after training, I'm like, Ugh. And, like, um, oh. I, I think it's health, but um, I definitely feel more crashing with it when you put that sugar into your system. So what's your question? What was your question? I, I don't know. Like, have you tried mess with fruit? Do you have any uh, recommendations? Um, every now and like... then, like someone will have some watermelon or something. And I'll take a bite. But I, I, uh, no, nah, I don't, I, I do feel a low when I, uh, I, I ascribe to the idea that honey is an animal based product. So, um, I get raw honey. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's still got like the, uh, uh, what do you call that stuff? It's, uh, the bee, uh bee pollen type stuff on it and it's not boiled down but if i take too much of that if i mess with too much of that um i do i do get 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 low um mm -hmm. I, I have dates during ramadan when we're fasting one of the things that the prophet would do when he would break his fast uh the prophet muhammad peace be upon him uh he would have dates so i do have dates when i would break my fast um, but I only have two, two or three of, and they don't do anything to me, but I don't, that's not something I eat on a, on any sort of regular basis outside of the month of Ramadan, the month of fasting. Um, so no, I don't mess with any other fruit. Like, nah, no nah. fruit, fruits, fruits kind of crazy. Cause, um, you know, they've genetically modified it to, to actually have a higher sugar content than, than ever before. I had a friend, the plumber guy who lost 65 pounds. He went down to Ecuador. And he said the, the fruit down there is not sweet. It's not sweet like it is up here. It's more flavorful, but it's just not sweet. And uh, it's kind of like it's like a some sort of trick. They want you to buy the fruit so they make it sweeter um, so that, you you know, they genetically modify it so that you kind of get addicted to because sugar is addictive, bro. And I know because sure <laughs> I'm a I'm a sugar crackhead, bro. Like, uh, you know, I, once an addict, always an addict. Um yeah, I, I, I have to stay away from it because I'm I'm scared. That the itis, that food uh, food coma, uh -huh. that scare that scares me, man. I don't I don't have that. I don't have that anymore. Uh, it, 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 the the idea that I would eat and be incapacitated, the the way I was before, um, it, it literally it causes like an, a sort of anxiety in me. I, I don't want to I don't want to feel that way. I I, I don't want to feel that way anymore. Does it help your mental clarity as much as Muhammad? Absolutely. Brother, I don't. 
I don't get mad like I used to. I, I, dude, I, I, I would, uh, you know, I, I work overnight and, uh, I would just ruminate over problems over and over and over and over. And I try to stop thinking about them and I couldn't, I couldn't stop. And it would, and it would carry on all night long. And then I'd come home and I'd be a beast with, I'd just be angry. Now I think of a problem. I think of it and it, and it goes just like rolls off of me and I'm okay. I'm good. I, I don't, I don't, I don't say everything I think. This is something like literally I would think something and I, I, the thought wouldn't even be complete and it would be making its way out of my mouth. Not anymore. Not anymore. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy. Like I, it, I, you, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy to think that simply by changing what I'm eating that, uh, I'm a calmer dude. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I have, it's, I have clarity. I have clarity of mind. Um, you know, uh, I think, I, I think I'm a nicer person or I try to be conscientiously. Um, yeah. you know what I mean? So, uh, it's something, it really is something. And I, uh, I, I feel like it clears my mental fog, but I don't feel like it changed my, I don't feel less or more angry. I feel pretty much the same. I just feel like sometimes during the day, there'd be times where I just like, I'm, just working without even thinking about it, you know, like those times seem to be much less. I feel like I'm always more thoughtful when I'm eating healthy. And uh, Josh equated our food to like poison. Like if you go to a grocery store, they're like selling you poison. A lot of the stuff is poison. And uh, I'm really starting to believe that. I, I wasn't 100% sold on it. And now I'm really starting to believe that. You, you know, you, you start to become, I don't want to say sensitive, but, but aware. So like if I eat some, like I said, that ice cream, um, physically I had pains, but then if I start to think a particular way, if I start to feel down or feel really up or just any, anything, I start to think to myself, what was, was it that ice cream? Was that, <laughs> the, no, I mean, I'm serious. Like I'm, I'm really curious when something changes in my behavior that I'm aware of that I think, or I wonder if that had something to do with what I ate, whether it's the water, whether, you know, you, you know, the hot sauce, maybe something out of the norm that I'm getting. Um, when I travel, sometimes it's a little difficult for me. Um, so, you know, I'll get, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be like, uh, there's this place down in Texas that, uh, Porta Perry Perry and they make the, the, this lamb, but they put all the sauce on it, you know, and, uh, <laughs> And I, I tried to scrape the sauce off and just eat the lamb. My friends were, you know, treating me down in Texas. And uh, and I just wondered, like, you know, is it is this lamb doing something to me? Like, am I feeling some particular way? Or, uh, But I, I think, you know, it, you think of a small pill that people use for, uh, for, like, allergies. And that little pill can, like... <laughs> you know, re remove, remove the effects of, of, uh, of, of allergies. And, and why is it so strange that a, a plate of heaping pasta and sauce would, would, why is it so strange that that would have effect, have an effect on, on your, on your biological systems or have an effect on your mind? I mean, um, there's a school, uh, an alternative school where they removed all sugar from their, from their, from their menu. And remember alternative schools are schools where they're problematic children. And uh, they had an 89% drop in behaviors by removing the sugar from, from, from the school's uh, menu. Um, you know, 
So it's already proven that these things cause problems, but you know, uh, I think when you're when you're an addict, it's really tough to get rid of. You know, and you, you'll argue, you'll argue, you'll argue to keep it. You know, because <laughs> it's just so good. <laughs> it is so good. It's just so good. <laughs> and it seems like it doesn't do any bad to you until you stop eating it. Like you, you would never know. Right. So, so, so I found that like. Um, you know, working out takes a long time for me now to see the benefits, um, you know, although they come, but like falling off the, falling off eating carnivore, the, the effects are immediate. They're like, yo, they're, they're like, they're immediate from my gut, using the bathroom and the way I'm thinking they're, they're immediate my elbows, my knees, my neck, I, you know, and, and it, it's, I think this happened. It gets worse when you're older. And this is why I think young people have such a hard time with, uh, with giving carnivore a try because everything's going well right now. You know, mm -hmm. when you're young, everything's going well. It's when it's not going well that that's a problem. You know, um, I've seen many people that when they get sick, they actually lose the ability to fight, to fight. You know, when and the fight. What I mean by that is, they've got to change their diet. They've got to start to work out. They've got to start to think positively. <clears throat> And instead, they're like beaten up and like, oh, I just want to, I just want a burger. I just, I just want, you know, and, and they, they, they kind of give up. And uh, I figured that um, I would start fighting before I got like that bad because I swear I was on, a, I was on the verge of being a diabetic. I, I swear it. I was on the verge of being a diabetic. What did, what were you, what did you weigh? You were like 300. 370. Right? I, I was, I, I was 370. Um, and now I'm two, I'm 240. I gained 20 pounds when I had surgery. I was off from work for about three months. Um, just laying around, but, but also I've started lifting in the last three, four months. So the body, my body composition has changed. Uh, I, I'm a lot leaner. Um, I'm, I'm a bit stronger. Uh, Jeez, that's not good news for everyone that's wrong with you. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't, you know, I still have problems, you know, but, uh, like, you know, nerve issues. That's primarily, uh, what I'm dealing with. But, uh, uh, yeah, I'm, like I said, I'm 240 and people don't recognize me. That's probably the funniest thing to be right next to someone. And they're like eyeing me up and Mustafa, is that you? Where's your brother? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, where, that happened to me in the mosque. You know, where's the guy you used to come with? You know, the big guy. <laughs> it's me. So, so uh, yeah, it, it definitely, you know, and, and I hope to, uh, I hope to turn it up even more. Um, you know, like I said, I've been lifting now for three, pretty consistently for uh, three, three, four months, um, you know, three days a week. Um, and I hope to turn it up and, 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 and get like even more dialed in. Um, you know, just, you know, you, you have opportunities of just going straight lion, which is nothing but water, salt and steak, no chicken, no eggs, no cheese, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and I definitely could do it, you know, um, I, I'm waiting to see what happens more. My strength is we're kind of ramping, ramping up the, the, the workout and, uh, my intent, I'd like to try at one point, like maybe towards the end of the year, trying to compete, um, so that's the that's the idea. Like my my kids and I would you know go to some sort of open or something, and uh, that that's that's what we're thinking of now. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I, I, was, 
I would pay to go see that one, wherever that one is. Right. I have paid admission fee to go to that. Well, well, hopefully I don't disappoint or make a fool of myself. Ah, uh, you'll never disappoint. It'll be, yeah. it'll be worth it no matter what. So no matter what, right? It'll be, it'll be worth it seeing me get my butt kicked, huh? That'd be funny too. I mean, the way I think of it too is I, I don't, I, I wouldn't want to go to the like the age group thing. I'd want to go like, I'd go, I want to go where the people are competitors, like, like. Where you know, if I get beat, let me get beat by the best guy. Like, uh, you know, that that makes more sense. You know, Doctor Cole's in for the road trip too, so I got a riding partner. Okay, okay. I <laughs> know, oh, no. That's fine. This is a good opportunity for Doctor Kroll. <laughs> All right, right. <laughs> <laughs> we can write that one off on our taxes. We'll be good. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, like I don't mess with fruit. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really mess with fruit. Yeah, I, uh, I, I mean, Muhammad does. Does he? Does he Muh like it? So he had he uh, mango. Uh huh. He does mango. I think he also does watermelon, mango and watermelon. And I think he said because the level of cleanliness that they have. That'd be good to see. Doctor Cole said he'll fix you up if you get smashed by a twenty-five-year-old monster. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm going to take him up on that because I'll need some help, I'm sure. <laughs> Dr. Crow's probably the only doctor that can actually manipulate you. Jesus, you're a, yeah. you're a big guy, and he's a big guy too, man. I've been rolling him. He's getting to be a monster too. Is he really? Uh, yeah, he's my first blue belt. So uh, he's uh, Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's doing good. We've been training together forever. We started training wow. together when we were 12. <laughs> I'll have to come down and roll around with you guys sometime. Yeah, you can roll with Dr. Crow first. You're, uh, you're a big guy. I get, need to get a couple warm-up rolls in first. I, I'm I'm a big guy, but I I I like to roll like a little guy, like a lightweight. Yeah, yeah. I like but diving. Your sweeps are uh, got heavyweight strength behind them, so we go flying when you hit those X cars. Is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm looking That's forward right. to coming up. Yeah, it'd be great to have you. You got you're welcome anytime. You come around wrestling anytime. Thank you, thank you so much. I I, I definitely will. I de yeah. Muhammad may be coming up this coming week. Um. My daughters might be as well, um, so maybe we'll come through. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, the wrestling, you love it. It'd be hot. You better bring some water. Why? Water's for fishes. Yeah, that's right. We don't take no water breaks. No, no water breaks. You can break when uh, we're done. <laughs> when we're done, when we're done. That's that, uh, right. that, that brings me to one of the coolest things you ever told me. I, I don't even remember the whole story, but there's about two guys biting each other's thumb, and all you had to do was be the guy that lasted longer. And uh, every time I, I trained with you, and I was like, I wanted to quit. Uh, I see other people around, they're not quitting. I'm like, man, I can't quit. I'm supposed to be this pro tough guy. I'm like, I'm not going to quit till they quit. And then I just keep going, like, even though, even though you want to quit. That's it. That, that's, the, that's the lesson of life. Never quit. Never quit. You know, outlast them. You know, that's the hope, right? That's why you push. That's why you can, push every day. Yeah. Can you tell that story again? So the idea was that there was a man to be known in a, in a village to be the toughest man around. And uh, a traveler had come through and heard about this. And he saw this guy. And he's this little skinny guy. And, and so he says, I hear you're the toughest guy here. And uh, he goes, well, that's what they say. And he goes, well, I challenge you. He goes, okay, well, here's the deal. All right. Here's the deal. I'm going to let you bite my finger and I'm going to bite your finger and, and we'll see who, 
who quits first. So they bite on each other's finger and, you know, there's blood rolling out in her face. And, and, and finally, you know, the traveler, he screams out in pain and says, I quit. And he's like, how did you do this? You know, afterwards, he's like, how, how did you, how were you able to outlast me on this? And he said, I just kept telling, saying to myself, all I needed to do is just wait, just wait, just keep biting and keep waiting. That's all I need to do is outlast you. And that's how I'm tougher than you. And so that's, that's the moral of the story. Just, you know, having, having an endurance, right? Endurance. And that's, that's oftentimes we don't train for endurance. We train for strength, one rep maxes, that kind of thing, you know? So what good is, what good is your one rep max? You could push 500 pounds once, but the match is six minutes long. When I can push 150, 200 pounds for six minutes straight. All right. I don't know if you're going to be able to, you know, hang with me in that regard. Um, so, you know, that's, that's the idea. That's the idea. Endurance. It's very cool the way that like certain things resonate with certain people. And like, of all the things that you've ever told me, like, that's why I always think of when I'm working out and I want to quit. Like, I'm like, I always look around. There's like, there's one more guy working. I, I'm going to outwork that guy no matter what. See, or that's, I'm, I never think of you as one who thinks of quitting. I think of you <laughs> as one who's always looking around saying, I got to outwork this guy next to me. I mean, if anything, <laughs> if anything, that's the one thing you've taught Muhammad. I mean, that he learned that lesson primarily from you. Yeah. You know, if, if he learned anything from me, I like I'm honored. Like there's, he's a different level athlete, a different level of competitor, a different level of person. Yeah. No, he, he no, we're indebted. He, we're my, all of us. We're indebted to you, coach. This yeah. is, this is the truth. We, we truly are, um, you know, uh, without you, we wouldn't be in the position or situation that we're in today having the opportunity to wrestle and coach at, at the division one level and wrestle at, you know, at, at a high level. My daughters are literally at the, you know, they're, they're at the doorstep of, 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 of Olympic level wrestling, you know? Uh, so. They're separated by outfits. That's it. That's it. That's they're all. Separated about. from the Olympics by outfits. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. But, <laughs> but they're, they're real. And, and those who know, know that they're real those those they, they know uh so hopefully god willing we uh we are given the opportunity to uh to compete at the at the national international level and if not there's always jujitsu and so that's definitely going to come back uh, you know come back online um at some point you know uh but but right now they're they're really they're going at this wrestling thing and they're they're loving it man they're uh they're training you know, lifting, they got lifting coaches and, you know, they're just, they're, they're eating it up. They really, really are. Um, the level of training that they're receiving now is not like what happened in the previous year. The previous year was kind of a whirlwind for us. Literally, we just went down there in October to Georgia. Um, so everything you saw them do was simply what they had gained from wrestling up here in, in Western New York and Buffalo. Um, but in, over the last few months, they've been training pretty consistently and, you know, and having multiple training partners and direct coaching um, from the coaches down there at Life. And, uh, you know, I, I, I see good things happening in this, this coming season for them. Um, they already did really well. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I, see, I, see them, I see them going up another level, God will. I love watching their growth. You can see the respect that their teammates have for them. And uh, that says a lot about their character, too. Like, 
you don't always respect a superstar. Like you see everyone, like you know, you see the that wide receiver that's super important, and but you can tell people don't like him because he's uh, all about him guy. And uh, every person you see talk about your daughters, they'll have a lot of respect for them. And that's that's not something you get with just with just physical ability or just your star in a mat. And wrestling's not really like that, anyways. I mean, right. there's not too many people that like your teammates. It's very competitive. And you're always like, yeah, I think I'm a little bit better than you. Unless there's something there that makes you friends. Right. And there's a lot of respect that you see in, in all of their teammates and coaches. Well, there, there's something special about that team down in Georgia. Um, Life University, Coach uh, Coach Ashley and her son, Coach and her husband, Coach Christian. Um, they're special coaches, and the team has something a little different going on there. The, the dynamics of the team is – is definitely different than what I see with wrestling as a whole. Um, and then specifically with women's teams, um, they really do try to breed a, an environment of, a, of respect and hard work. Um, I, Jeff, I could not have, I could not have picked a, a place like this. And I, I mean, this is what we, we say, this is from God in this regards, because, um, like the things they've done to, to, to accommodate my, my daughters, I, I couldn't see other teams do um, the nature of the environment that they're, that they're trying to, to ensure just in the, in the wrestling room, uh, the, the environment of respect, you know, in terms of the music and, and interaction and not touching, uh, you know, no, no cross cross uh, gender touching that kind of stuff. Um, you, you know, uh, making it possible for them to be able to do their prayers. And, you know, even when they travel, finding halal food for them. Um, it's just, and, and, and a funny story. Um, we, 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 we agreed like that they would go there to wrestle because of the love that the coaches showed us literally that, that that's, I, I said, I no other coaches doing the things that they're doing in an attempt to try to get my daughter. I knew nothing about college women's college wrestling, and I knew nothing about Life University. And uh, so we signed. They're ready to. They're, they're going to go down, or we're going to go down in a couple weeks to to go down and check out. We didn't even see the unit, the, the the campus. We signed without seeing anything. Um, and then one day, <laughs> really, we saw. I I said what they're doing for us, and and you know, I, I was just amazed. Um, so one day I, I'm just scrolling through, through, through the net and I find a match that says number one, number, 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 number three, life university versus number one, um, Campbellsville. And I, and I'm like, I, I show it to my wife. I was like, this is that the, they were number three. <laughs> and then the, at the end it, the match score life beats Campbellsville, which is the number one team at the time. And I'm like, wait a minute, they're they're number one in the country. <laughs> so my wife is looking. She goes, yeah, they're like number. I had no clue. I called the coach right then and there and said, look, we didn't we didn't agree to sign with you, and I didn't agree to send my daughters to you because you, we didn't know anything about you. We didn't know anything <laughs> about your team. We just thought we're going to be able to wrestle. 
you got 50 girls on a squad. So my daughter's going to have other women to beat up on. Right. Like, <laughs> you know, that's what, that's all we're, they'll be able to get their degree. That's all we're thinking of. Right. Yeah. Um, and then it comes, they're number one in the country. I had no clue. And that's not why we went. That's not why I had, I didn't know anything about these people um, as far as, you know, the record. And, you know, so this year, this past year, they were number two <clears throat> in the country. Um, but th they're on point. They really are on point. And, you know, they, they want to breed a, a culture of caring and concern, uh, of, of integrity. Um, and, and it's evident, you know, it's evident with the things that they choose to do. And uh, it's a great experience for my daughters. I'm, I'm, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. And I always remind my daughters, don't look at this opportunity you're given here. You know, I have a 17-year-old, 18-year-old, and a 20-year-old down there living in Georgia, going to school, you know, where they sending me videos of their one, their one rep maxes and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, and uh, I said, don't sweat the small stuff. Enjoy this ride. Enjoy this ride. I, I, I'm jealous of them. You know, I, I'm jealous in that sense that the opportunity that they have. So, and they deserve it. They've worked so hard. They've worked hard without knowing that this would e ever even be, be an opportunity. We never thought, I, I never thought my daughters would wrestle. Uh, shout out to coach Keith Mowdy because he's the one who kept pressing to me to, that my daughter should wrestle. I got to keep fighting, keep fighting, keep fighting. Um, I never thought they'd wrestle in college. Never, never. Literally it was like two months and we're driving down to Georgia. Uh, we were so unprepared, you know, it just so, it was just so quick. Right. Um, you know, and uh, thanks be to God. They're doing really well. They're doing really well. We Even missed them. Even like a couple of weeks before they left, they still seemed like kind of unsure when they were here. We we're saying goodbye. We ate, we ate that dinner together, my wife and uh, and the girls and stuff. And and like we're like, uh, are you going to be gone? And like well, we think so. <laughs> it was like uh, it was a very interesting time. And yeah, I'm yeah, glad it, we all got to go together. It's it's like uh, it's a definitely a blessing. Amen. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. And I would encourage anyone else who uh, who listens to your podcast who has young girls uh, looking to go to school. Look at life. Look it's at life. Some of these young girls listen to my podcast, but uh, well, they got if they got if they all got the dads kids. can can reach out for them. All the dads can reach out and uh, let their let the daughters know where to go. You know, like right, uh, right, no doubt, I, no doubt. I doubt I have very many female demographic uh, followers. <laughs> okay, well, maybe they'll it'll pick up now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hopefully. Uh, Primo, I don't know if you remember Primo or not, but Primo shouted out a hello in there while you're talking, but I didn't want to interrupt you. Hey, Primo, how you doing, man? Yeah, yeah. hey, that's crazy. Primo, uh, Primo, um, he's the he's the reason why I found out about you. I went to <laughs> jujitsu at Horizon, a jujitsu class at Horizon Martial Arts, and he's like, I got to hurry up and get out of here. And I was like, oh, okay. He goes, yeah, we got this uh, kids club wrestling. I was like, you got what? He said, kids club wrestling. I never heard of kids club wrestling. And yeah. he goes, I said, well, how old do they have to be? And he told me, I was like, can my son come again? Yeah, sure. So, uh, again, again uh, you know, shout out to Primo. Cause I, I, yeah. I didn't know there was a thing like kids club wrestling. That's I only wrestled awesome. in high school. That's so college. crazy. Like how small the world was back then. There's like horizon and Buffalo BJJ. That was like really it before That's like it. all these other gyms started, man. It's crazy. Yeah. And look at how it's changed, you know, look at how it's changed and still so much growth to, to, ha to, to happen though. But, uh, it's it's definitely changed. The landscape has definitely changed. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, we're starting to uh, seems like we're starting to work together better too. A little bit less rivalry going on. 
Yeah. Yeah, that, that that doesn't that doesn't foster business, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, so ho- hopefully saner minds will prevail. Yeah, or all the businesses will take over and uh, the unsaner minds will run out of business. So like one way or another, it always it's all always self corrects eventually. No doubt. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully it corrects. Uh, uh, now that we got through all the like boring stuff, uh, we can get on to what I really brought you on here for. Uh, we said praise praise God and. Um, a lot of stuff, and I've had a lot of um, religious podcasts, even though they're sort of unintentionally in the last little bit, and uh, they're all been Jesus podcasts, and while that generally goes with most people that I know, I um, I feel like obligation to you and your family, just, just to you guys personally, um, you have such a big impact on my life, and um, there's more than one religion out there, and you guys uh, one of the most dedicated and disciplined families I know. And um, I really watching the UFC, you see all these Dagestani Muslims, they come out. What do they do? They just smash everybody. And you guys, what do you do? You come out and you smash everybody. Um, I have a great admir- admiration for your uh, religion. Everyone's disciplined. You stay away from drugs and alcohol. You work hard. Like you're humble. There's all things that I truly respect. And I wanted to hear about i really don't know much about islam i don't know much about the religion itself i know that you i don't even know like i know that you recognize jesus but he's not your god and like i would like to hear hear like we've talked about this a little bit and you're like ah we'll talk about it someday and uh today's finally the day so now i can uh i can i i really don't know i i feel ignorant and i didn't want to research anything because i wanted to come in and just ask you stupid questions because right. if I ask you stupid questions, that's what everyone's thinking. At right. least everyone that, that grew up like me. Right. Well, well, let, let me start with the fact I, I'm no scholar. I'm just an average guy who's just trying to trying to my best. Um, so I'll do my best to, to explain the, the foundation uh, and principles of Islam. Islam is a monotheistic religion. It's severely monotheistic. We There's only one God. And that God is the creator and sustainer of the universe. Um, there's nothing like him. He is the creator. Everything else is the creation. We believe in Jesus. So when you say a Jesus podcast, you know, um, I believe in Jesus. I believe in his virgin birth. I believe uh, in his miracles. I believe his mother is the best of women of all time. Um, the only difference between Islam and the general Christian religion is that we don't we there is no we don't believe that Jesus is God. Jesus is in the line of prophets um, that start with Adam and end with Muhammad, peace be upon them all. Um, and the message for all of them was the same, you know, as it says in the beginning of the Bible, you know, um, uh, thou shalt not worship any uh, God other than me, for I am a jealous God. That's what the Bible says. But um, uh, you know. Adam worshipped one God. Moses worshipped one God. Jesus followed the rules and laws of Moses. He didn't eat pork. Um, you know, uh, he, you know, he kept the Sabbath uh, on on Saturday, and uh, you know, he followed he followed the the commandments uh, uh, of Moses. Um, so, and nowhere will you re- generally find in the Bible where he says that he's God. Um, um, you know, and he says, and whenever he makes reference to anything, Jesus, that is, peace be upon him, he says, in the name of the fa- my father, right? He, you know, any any miracle that he performs, it's by it's by his lead, by 
by his father's leave that he's able to perform those miracles. Um, and we believe he's coming back. We believe he comes back. Um, and that's required. And for me to say anything bad about Jesus or, or his mother would prevent me from attaining the ultimate uh, benefit of the religion of Islam, which is heaven. Um, you know, I, I, you, you know, we don't, we don't, we don't badmouth any of the prophets, Ezekiel, Isaiah, Noah, Jonah, Moses, Aaron. We make no distinction amongst them. They're all prophets from God. Some were given books, some were given laws. And every group uh, of people throughout time, we're, we're, we believe as Muslims that all people throughout time have been have been given a messenger. Um, and the seal and end of the messengers is Muhammad, uh, uh, son of Abdullah from 1500 years ago in Arabia. Uh, he's the end. He's the last. There will be no more no more prophets to come. Um, and, you know, and that's kind of, you know. Uh, we believe in Allah, we, God, you know, I, I may use the word Allah, but that's simply the Arabic term for God. If you went to, uh, if you went to a Christian church where every, where everyone spoke Arabic and they're speaking in relation to God, they'll say the word Allah. Just like if I went to a Spanish church um, and they were talking about God, they would say Dios, right? They, they were, uh, you know, that's just the word for God. Um, but, uh, we believe in his books, the books that he's given to the prophets, his angels, uh, his messengers, the day of judgment. Um, all things, good or bad, come from God. I believe that we all die. And uh, and then we'll have to stand before God and, and, and answer for the things that we've done. You know, um, and so I, you know, I, I don't I'm, I'd rather talk. Uh, I'd rather show the similarities between Christianity and Islam because many Christians don't know those similarities. Um, they don't know the stories that, that we as Muslims have of the <clears throat> of the miracles of Jesus that he spoke in the cradle. Um, you know, we believe in him giving, giving uh, by, by God, get by God's leave, giving, you know, bringing the dead to life. Um, you know, we, we, we have those, we believe in those miracles, just as way I believe in the miracle of Moses splitting the Red Sea. Um, you know, uh, you know, so, so there's a lot more similarities and dissimilarities. Um, you know, as Moses didn't eat pork, we Muslims don't eat pork. Um, you know, as it says in the Bible, thou shalt not consume this, the flesh of swine. Um, so, uh, in the Old Testament, that is. Um <laughs> So, so yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not laughing at the Old Testament. I'm laughing because uh, Kung Lee was had a whole lot, list of books that he read, and some of them are like, you know, the Dead Sea Scrolls, like some, some, like some. He went out of, like to some crazy realms. I was just thinking about him when you said that. So I wasn't laughing about the Old Testament. I, that seemed very disrespectful. I just wanted to be clear there. I was just like in my podcast. I was I, in my mind. I was just thinking that podcast. So I didn't mean to. No, be I mean I think. At all. I, I I think I think uh, you know sometimes for for Christianity it's a bit difficult to kind of filter through some of the things um, because of the age and uh, of the of the religion and the influence that men have had on it um, you know from from trying to get all of Europe to accept Christianity and accepting a lot of the pagan pagan beliefs that we know were not practices of Jesus. We know Jesus didn't celebrate his own birthday. We we know that he wasn't born 
in December, right? We, you know, or uh, we know these things. Uh, he had nothing to do with Easter, which is a, a pagan. I mean, this is not common knowledge. Yeah. Um, you know, um, it's just culture. And, you know, it's funny because in the Quran, it says like it talks about people throughout time who when you try to tell them about the religion of Islam, they'll say stuff like you want me to give up the ways of my father for this. Right. And, you know, and it's funny because like you still kind of hear that, you know, even despite the fact that whatever evidence of proof, uh, uh, you know, that that this is a divine religion and that it, it simply resonates the same messages as Moses and Aaron and and the message of Jesus. All right. They, despite all that, you know, it's, you know, and, and that's the test. That's the test. You know, will you will you give up the, you know. The, the stuff of, of, of your forefathers, uh, if what if what someone's saying is making sense, um, you know, or, or not, you know, many people have a problem. Well, why is it Muhammad? Why is he an Arab? Well, you know, what would you have done if he was if, if Muhammad was Chinese? Like, what difference does it make? Right. What he is. You look at his message when he tells you the same thing that Jesus said about love your neighbor. Right. Love your name. The prophet was known to have said uh, he was speaking to the angel Gabriel. And 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 he said that the angel Gabriel was telling him of the rights of the neighbor that to such a degree, he said the prophet said, I thought the angel Gabriel would say I would have to put him in my will to make him my my inheritor. And, you know, um, you see what Jesus says about brotherhood and that the prophet says that by God, you're not a believer. By God, you're not a believer if you don't want for your brother what you want for yourself, right? And this, this, this is the, if I didn't tell you that Muhammad said that, and I said Jesus said, people would say, yeah, that sounds like what Jesus said, and that's because it is, it is, it's the same general message. Moses didn't say anything about there's no way unto the Father lest it be through a son. Um, no, Moses was about one God. You know, and, and so was Ezekiel and Isaiah and Jonah and John. Uh, you know, they were all about the one God. And Islam is simply in that same train of thought, um, you know, uh, and it's the last message. That's 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 all that it is. Um, it's discipline, like you said, um, it says in the Quran, uh, you know, fasting, for example, fasting was prescribed for you like it was prescribed for those who came before you. And so you find in Christianity, there's fasting. You find in Judaism, there's fasting, right? And the and the Quran, the, the holy book of Muslims, identifies that. Fasting has been prescribed for you as it was prescribed for those who came before you. And it's simply a means of worship of God, where you restrict things of this, uh, of this world, you restrict yourself from it um, because he told you to. Just, just that simple, because he told you to. Right. So I don't need an explanation. I don't need to talk about all the health, the medical benefits. And all this, right. I don't need. No. He said fast from sunrise to sunset. No food, no drink, no water, no cigarettes, no sex, no not between sunrise to sunset during that month of Ramadan. Then that's it. That's that's. And and it, it really is a, an exercise. It really is an exercise. And, you know, it's one of the things I think that have made my given my children a certain level of strength 
um, because they know that they can do that and they've done it. And it's just, it's become part of our life in that regard. Um, I've watched them compete, watch them compete through Ramadan when other athletes, they take excuses to um, break Ramadan to, to compete. And your children never do. They've always been very disciplined about it. Um, to me, that's amazing. You guys are um, like a lot of people espouse religion and you guys live it. And uh, it's an honor to watch you guys. Like, it really is like most of the really good, like religious people I know, they're, um, they live it. They don't, they don't talk about it as much. Like, I mean, you, you would talk about it and you expose it, but you're not about bragging about it. You just, you're about doing it. And, um, man, this, that's so good to see. I do have one question. Have you ever feel enlightenment during that time? It feels like. In, you, enlightenment, like in the, in like the, in the, in the Buddhist sense. No, like just feel like close to God. Like when you're, when you're like, I know how you feel when, when you suck weight, like, and you haven't eaten or drinking and, I don't know, maybe like 24 or 30 hours. And um, yeah. I'm just, I'm wondering how you feel. Like I went to church. Uh, so this is like a, a story for me. I went to church once. And I'm, you know, I never really believed in organized religion much until I actually I read a book and then I met you. And then I started like really starting to believe in religion more and more, you know, and I went to church. I just felt the goodwill at once on, uh, on Christmas. I know it's like Christmas and it's not like really a holiday, but. Just the, the goodwill of everyone, I could feel that. And I was just wondering if you had like a similar experience to that when you're fasting. Um yeah, I mean I, I don't know. I mean I I, I I uh for myself I've had spiritual clarity in other situations. Um not so much when fasting, uh, sometimes, you know, obviously d during prayer, that kind of thing. Um, uh, you know, um, I'll tell you when I did have a level of clarity that I never had, uh, before was when my, my younger brother died. Um, there was a level of clarity that I had that was kind of, kind of weird. You know, the, the finality of, uh, the finality of life, the truth of that, you know, um, and my young, my brother was healthy, young, 19 years old and just got sick and died. And, and, uh, you know, when that happened, my prayers were a lot clearer, you know, the, the, the canonical prayers that we do as Muslims five times a day. And, um, and then, you know, and then over time, life, life creeps back in, right. You know, You've got to go here. You've got to go there. You've got this to do. You've got that to do. And so, you know, I have an opportunity throughout the day when I pray that I stop those things and, and tr try to reconnect. Um, but during fasting, I'm not I, I can't sit here and say I like I reach some sort of enlightenment or anything like that. Um, I definitely have a different type of energy. Um, I love sparring when I'm fasting like those. La Yo, the last two hours, like if you, you know, just hit the mat. It's like this clean energy and it's just, it's just, it's just a great way to spend like the last two hours, just, just, just rolling. Um, I I'm in my, I'm in my, my room where I have a wrestling mat on the floor in here. And when Ramadan is in the cold months, my daughters and I, we come in here and we'd roll around before, and then we'd break our fast and do our prayer. And, um, you know, definitely, uh, I definitely have that happen. Um, 
but uh you know i think i think you know when you talk about spiritualism you know um i i i have aspects of spirituality i, I kind of keep it to myself i don't you know uh I, I don't really get like into that kind of esoteric discussion of spiritualism um i think that's something that's kind of personal sometimes but i you know i don't there's like Sufis and they get real spiritual and stuff like that. I, I, I'm, I, I'm not into that. I don't do that. I, I, I don't think there's anything wrong. I just, that's just not me. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm more at all with the idea that, that I even matter. Like the thought that, you know, I've been given the gift of life. You know, um, it just kind of blows my mind sometimes. I don't know if that's spiritual. But, uh, and so, you know, I, I'm trying to do what I can with it, you know, conscientiously. Uh, whether it be with my children or for myself now, you know, like, you know, of which I put even trying to take care of my body. Like, you know, it, our, you know, it, your body has rights over you. Everything has rights over you in Islam. Your neighbor has rights over you. Your friends have rights over you. You know, this is a religion of rights, uh, you know, other people's rights uh, over your own rights. Responsibility comes first in Islam. You know, so I have a responsibility to myself, to my wife, to my children. And so all day long, that's that's what that's about, that I do what was right in terms of the, my responsibility that I owe to, to my neighbors or, you know, to my community, to my family. Um, and, and, you know, and the idea that submitting to that idea of, of, of fulfilling those responsibilities gives me some, some level of peace. Uh, you know, that's kind of what it is. I mean, I hope I guys, you know, one of the most all in people I know. So I was just wondering, like the driving factors of it, you know, like if you had like just that experience that makes you. I truly believe like you do. And um, I, I don't man, know. I always... Death, bro. Death. <laughs> no, hey, listen, man. Like, I'm not. Nah, it's real. It's real, bro. It's real. It, you know, there's a there, there there's a story, uh, you know, of the end of time, you know, where 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 God says, you know. He, he kills everything. He puts everything down before the judgment starts except for the angel of death. And he asks this angel, he says, who's, who's living? Who's left? And the angel of death says, me and you who never dies. And God tells him to die. And the angel of death, and then God kills death. So death will never happen again, right? And then he raises everyone up and everyone will have to answer. And that idea of being having to answer for what you did, like, that's justice. That's justice. You know, like, so, so a God will ask, did, 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 you know, did, did I not send someone to you who told you about me? The one God who told you about my prophets, who told you about my law? Did I not, did I send someone to, yes. Okay. And you chose not to, you chose not. Okay. That, that's, that's a clear thing. That's a clear. Oh, so, and, and that's the beauty of Islam. We, we believe in free will. It says in the Quran, there's no compulsion in religion. No one should feel compelled. 
either you either it's your you know your your nature and it makes sense and you accept it or you don't your choice and that's the, that's the only real choice i have in my life jeff that's the crazy thing right um, I didn't choose to who I was going to be born to. I didn't choose to live in America. I didn't choose to be the descendant of African-American slaves. I didn't choose any of this stuff. I chose Islam. I, I chose it. Despite what everyone thinks about it, I chose it. And I chose it based on its merit. And this is what I, this is, this is, this is probably the biggest thing. It, it was chosen based on merit. I could have been, I could have been anything. I could have been whatever I wanted. I chose this. And, you know, that that's the difference for me. You know, that's the difference. And, uh, you know, I in, in it, you know, I was never afraid of religion. I've been to church. I've read the Bible. I've got about six different Bibles on my shelf right now. Um, you know, in homeschooling our kids, I sent my sent my kids to to a, we have a uh, in my, our family. We have an, a nun. I would send my kids to go learn what Christianity says from her, not from me. Cause I'm kind of crazy. I might say something crazy. No, so so just go learn what learn what she's. I'm not worried about it. You go learn what what she says Christianity is about. You know, um, and I'm telling you, when you look at the re, you look at the sensibilities that are found in Islam, you know, uh, you know, there's a verse of Quran that says they say they say that there's benefit in alcohol. Tell them. The harms outweigh any benefits, and it's kind of funny. You you look at our society, and you look at the number of problems that alcohol causes on a societal level. The amount of money that's spent on on the problems that are created and caused by alcohol, and I, man, surely my God tells the truth. <laughs> surely my God tells the truth. <laughs> tell them they say there's some benefit, and tell them that the benefits are outweighed by the harms. You know, and, and, you know, and we kind of know it. We start, you know, I studied it in college at gateway. It's the beginning of a gateway drug and blah, blah, blah. I was on and on and on, you know, and it's just kind of nuts. Um, you know, so when you look at the, the merit that's, that's held within Islam, uh, you know, it, it makes sense. It makes sense as a way of life. It makes sense as a way of life, you know, and at least to me, you know, uh, it, it connects people in ways that the other religions don't. You know, I, you know, what, a, you know, what other religion says, no, we accept the other prophets and, and says that, no, look at the message, look at the message, look at the message of all of them. And we're just the same message, just the end, just the end of the line. I like that. So I have, um, I have some questions. Why, why do the women come? I personally know this one because we've talked about it a lot with the with uh, your daughters, but why do the women cover up and why do they not have contact with males? Um, this is the ruling of God that there's no cross cross uh, cross sexual contact with non male family members. Um, the woman is to be respected. Her body is her own. She's to be understood and respected for her uh, on merit, not based on her looks. It's kind of funny when you look at our culture here in the West where women's value oftentimes is is measured by the size of of whatever right and, and in islam the idea is that no that's nobody's business you're going to identify and recognize her for what for what she can do not for what she has that you shouldn't see anyway and those same dress codes kind of uh you know obviously different type but same same idea also applies to men as well you know and we are told as men 
keep our gaze low. Keep our, you know, you know, don't sit there, don't Google these women, you know, which is kind of wild, right? And again, in this society, it's so culturally unacceptable in that sense, right? Where everyone has a, a excessive ost uh, ostentatious behavior, you know, where everything's got to be about show. Where in Islam is like, no, no, that's that's special. That's special for special people. Not everyone gets to see that, right? And uh, and the woman is to be protected. And that's part of the protection is the covering of her body. So, I don't know. I think the, the two things I hear the most about Muslims is, one, you don't respect women, which I don't find to be true. I find, I think it's completely the opposite, to be honest with you. And then two, obviously, like, why are you blowing stuff up, right? Like, those are the two things I hear over and over again. And, like, if I don't say it, like, someone else is thinking it right now. Right, know? right. So I wanted I wanted you to talk about what we've, we've personally sat down and we've talked about this. So, like, everyone, like, does, probably shocked I said that. But we've actually talked about these things together over and over, like, in a joking manner where there's not, like, hundreds of people watching us. So right. I wanted to, like, give you an opportunity when there's people watching us to – to address these, like, these aren't, these are, like, not even criticisms. These are, like, it's, like, Islamophobia, Islamophobia you know? Like, they're, they're scared of people. And this is, I want to, like, change. I, I see how much respect you have for your wife and how much respect you have for your daughters and how well you take care of them and, and how much love you guys have and how respectful you are. And I wanted to give you a chance to verbalize that. I'm doing a terrible job of it, like. Really? One of the reasons why I wanted to bring you on, and I'm not like the best spokesman for you, but like you're one of the best people I could think of to to come on and speak. Well, may Allah, may may God, uh, may God guide my tongue and and accept it. Um, and thank you for whatever you think of me. Whatever good you see in me is from the religion, and wherever I fail and whatever ways I'm failing, it's from myself. In relation to women, um, you know, you've got to understand that. Uh, you know, people don't people don't even read their own religion, let alone examine the religion of Islam. Number one. Number two, um, men are oppressive. All, men are oppressive. And so when you look at cultures, there's a difference between the religion and the culture. I'm culturally an American, an African-American culturally. But my religion that I practice and practice is a pretty funny term, right? Because the idea is that you work towards getting something right that you don't have right. But I practice my religion, the religion of Islam. Culturally, when you look at uh, cultures around the world, predominantly like immigrant cultures, you know, you have an issue of, of, uh, of, of uh, where women are treated in particular ways um, and uh, that are not directly correlative to the religion. Okay, so, um, you know, historically, Islam gave women the right to own land, you know, uh, to own businesses before the West ever did. Um, you know, historically, Islam had judges who were women. Is Islam had warriors who were women. We didn't have this issue um, that people see now that we have that come from particular cultures. But at the same time, um, uh, you know, it's kind of ironic that the West is is oftentimes gone around the world and told one group of people, you don't have enough clothes on, and, you know, put clothes on. And then another group of people, you have too much clothes on. Take those off. 
right? Which is, which is kind of funny, um, you know. But when you look at how women dress in Islam, they dress as the images of Mary, peace be upon her, are dressed. If you look at the dress of women in Islam, every woman who's practicing the religion generally has the, the garb of Mary, mother of Jesus. All right. So, uh, you know, it, you know, I, I don't really know what to say about it. I know what I do, um, you know, um, and I know how I try to treat my, my daughters and, and my wife. Um, and I know what my religion says. Right. I know my, my religion says that, you know, heaven is at the feet of your mother. And you can't get in without her. That's what my religion says. Um, you know, uh, so so that that that's that's the thing. I think people need to separate culture and religion, right? So you can be an American Muslim, but that doesn't mean that you know uh, the culture that we find in America um, is going to find its way into the religion. No, the religion's quite clear. It's it's quite clear. There's no cross cross gender contact. You know, modesty's got to be observed. We do. Yes, we have issues of shame. Yep, you've got to. Yeah, you can't say that word in today's society. Uh, shame, like that's not. Now you can't say it. like you. You don't have anything to be ashamed of in this society. Okay, well, we'll see how that. We'll see how that works for America in the next few years. Um, but uh, you know, in Islam, no shame. There is an issue of shame, and you know, you don't want to be shamed. Um, and you, you don't want to do something that shames yourself. Uh, as far as the whole terrorist thing, like, you know, I'm sorry, I have I mean, to say it. Like, I cannot, like, even still, right, right. Day, like, it was terrible. Like, so all joking aside, when, uh, I was like, so disgusted with my wrestling room. I thought we were like like a team of wrestlers like we just like we respect each other by like our ability on the mat and who, who the person is in the room like that's wrestling is not supposed to have anything in it except for how good you are or, or what you can do like maybe if you're a bad person too like you ostracize someone that's bad but like you came in and like every parent just all the way to the other side of the room it was like i've i've only seen that sh that i almost said a bad word but i've only seen that that stuff on tv like where everyone like like i thought that was fake. I didn't even realize that that existed in the world until I seen that happen to you. And then like, I, of course I brought you out on the mat and then we wrestled and I like, I took care of your kid. And it like at the time, like, no, Muhammad wasn't a superstar then. He was just like a regular kid. He was just small and skinny. And like, you didn't turn him into the savage warrior he is today. He was just another kid. Like it wasn't about like recruiting a super athlete. It was about like doing what was right. And like, right. I, I was ashamed of that room for you for that day. And like, I feel like that's not quite the same because it's not really directed at you. But I felt the same just even, like, last week at Kung Lee. Like, when he was talking, that all that was playing in my mind is that same scene that happened in the room. So I just – I could not have you on. Like, I, I – I'm, I'm, like, close to tears. Like, I, I don't – I didn't want to see that. Like, I don't know, man. Like, so, okay, I didn't mean to cut you off before we go to the terrorist thing. But, like – it's with all respect that I'm saying this. It's, it's like jokingly and it's like offensive, but it's, it's what, what people think, but they're, no one's going to say it because they're like, they're cowards. Like people are cowards. They don't, they don't express what they're thinking. Right. I mean, you know, uh, it's okay. Uh, this is, 
it'd be no different for me just being African-American. So people don't like me because I'm Muslim. No, they wouldn't like me because I, I mean, I don't, I'm not really, I'm not really overly concerned with how people really take me. I, I'm, I'm concerned with whether or not I've done what I'm supposed to do as, as it pertains to my Lord and my religion. Um, and I believe that my, my religion is good and it encourages good. And so if, as long as I kind of adhere to that, as, as, as it's, as the Christians say, if you have God with you, who can stand against you? Right. Uh, so abso I absolutely believe in that. Um, I hope that I hope I have God with me <laughs> um, in terms of the whole terrorist thing. Like, I mean, I, you know, I, I don't get into whole politics, the whole the whole political thing. But I think we know we know now that it wasn't it wasn't a bunch of Muslims who who did whatever. Um, and, you know, uh, I, I think one of the th reasons why there is a target against Islam is because it is so contra contrary to Western culture. Right. It, 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 it is liberating. The religion of Islam is liberating. So my daughters are liberated in the sense where, yeah, I can wrestle and I'm going to smash you and you you won't and you can't you won't see my body. You won't touch me and you'll have to respect me for what I can perform on the mat. That's what you, you'll have to respect me for my mind. Um, that's liberating. That's liberating. That that's freedom. Right. Um, because I'll only be a slave to the creator. To the creator alone. Everyone else, I will not bow. I will not bow to anyone other than God. Right. So so that's that that right there is just so it's it's contrary to Western society because they want you. It's almost like you've got to bow to everything here. You've got to bow to everything. And, uh, uh, you know, although like that's not. Around. I'm sorry. I like your work around. around right? <laughs> right. So, <laughs> um, you know, so so I think, you know, I think one of the people that said it best was a general. Um, I believe it was an Italian general that was talking about fighting the North African Muslims during uh, one of the world wars. Uh, but he said, you know, how do you defeat a people who, how do you, how do you fight a people who, if you, if you defeat them, they feel like they win. Cause you, you, you cause you're going to have to kill them. And for them, they, they've won. And if you, they beat you, they've won. Right. So they win either way. And, you know, that that's an understanding about what the, the sort of freedom and empowerment that this religion gives. Um, you know, so in relation to the whole terrorism thing, um, you know, it gives me freedom from aspects of. Of culture that I don't have to adhere to, you know, I, I, I don't need your drugs. I don't need your alcohol. I mean, you know, I. I need God. That's it. And I understand I'm going to die. And so because of that, yeah, I'm going to try. I'm going to try my best, you know, to, to live, to live a good life. I'm going to try my best. I, we, we as Christians believe, we believe in uh, Satan, but we have a different understanding of Satan. The Christian cosmology of Satan is that he's somehow in battle with God. And that's not, that's not the uh, Islamic understanding of, of Satan. Um, you know, Satan is another creation. Who's necessary? And, and, and so, you know, uh, in the Quran, it says that uh, uh, on that day of judgment, that people will stand and say to God, 
God, he made me do it. He made me do it. And he'll say, whoa, whoa hold on. God knows and I know I have no power over you. I simply invited you and you accepted. You know, and so we have a different understanding uh, of, of Satan. So, you know, in our life, we fight. We fight against Satan in our daily life, um, you know, in our choices, making good choices, trying to do what's right, trying to be a good human, trying to bring peace. You know, Islam is that the word salam is peace. Right. And all sorts of great things come when you have peace, man. <laughs> you know, look at look, look at America in certain neighborhoods. If you've got peace, you've got business. Right. You've got business and where there is no peace. Businesses do not flourish. Check out the hood. Right. <laughs> right. There's no peace. There's no peace. So business is tough. Right. So. um yeah, but as far as the whole terror, like I said, terrorist thing, I don't even know what to say about that. Like we've know, we now know that there was something else going on, and uh, it's hard. It's hard, uh, you know. It's hard. It's hard to just accept when someone fights against you. So you've got to de- you've got to demonize them, and so when you go to when you go to the Muslim lands. You know, one thing about like, look at the land of Yemen that's in that's in shambles right now. Um, may God make it easy for them. But they kicked the British out and they're like, no, we don't want nothing from you. We don't we're, we're, we don't want we don't want your education system. We don't want nothing. Get out. Right. And so, you know, we'll, we'll live in we'll live in poverty. For not but we don't want anything from you. Um, and so, you know, it's a different mentality with people. the the Dagestanis. Right. Uh, the Chechens. Let's be clear. Them people are no joke. They, 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 it's it's said that 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 Russia raised Grozny wasn't a building standing. And them Chechen men came out of the rubble like gorillas from out of the mist. And uh, like they're serious. They're serious. Them some serious, serious guys. And, you know, you want to call them terrorists because they're fighting for themselves. OK. All right, I guess then that's what it is. I guess Native Americans must have been terrorists as well. Um, you know, anyone who resists resists uh, the oppressor becomes a terrorist, right? Um, but them Dagestanis, they, they are the epitome of resistance. And it's in their culture. It's in their culture to fight. I have a friend who met a bunch of them in Syria. And he goes, we weren't together. We weren't together two minutes. <laughs> and them Syria, them, them Chechens and Dagas, they just start wrestling. And, and just in the middle of, out of nowhere, they just can't help it, right? Um, but they're serious, uh, you know. Um, I, I don't know if that answers your question w- without getting yeah. overly political. Close enough. That, like, it's good. It's like, it's a question that all the white people are going to ask. I'm sorry, white people. Like, we're, we're not the best sometimes. Sometimes we're, uh, we can be a grant, like, it is what it is. And it's not the American people's fault. They're being fed, you know, a steady do- dose of, 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 of lies about people around the world. When Amer- Here's one thing that's funny about us Americans. When we find out the truth about stuff, get out of the way. Because <laughs> Americans, Americans will smash when they find out the truth. That's, that's the, it's just difficult right now to get to the truth of much of anything. Um, 
the, the forces that are working against truth are, are are pretty organized right now. And again, and I think that's why it's important that even in my message, if anyone if anyone listens to this, you know, who's not Muslim, understand that we are a minority as believers. And it is imperative, it is imperative right now that as believers, like we lock arms, that we lock arms. And, you know, we can argue about the, we can argue about that other stuff maybe later, but, you know, um, <laughs> I have a, I have a, a rabbi friend and, and I mean, he, you know, he tells me all the time about like how similar we are and that how, you know, there's these aspects of Judaism that are found within Islam and that how if if even given the opportunity of having to have a place to pray, you know, he would always choose a mosque if he had to do his prayers um, because we don't have idolatry of any kind. It's not allowed in Islam and that he could pray in a place that doesn't have idolatry. So we have these similarities, you know, even in, as far as Judaism is concerned. And, you know, it's imperative that, you know, the believers... And the believers, believers of good, you know, kind of, kind of align. You're, we're, you know, we're gonna get forced to anyway. <laughs> I think at some point, um, you know, and like I said, we believe Jesus is coming back as Muslims, you know. Um, so I might, I might have a, a, a discussion with Kung Lee, and after a while, we might have a lot more in common to talk about than not, you know. I would. That'd be interesting to see. I, uh, I'm not sure that that would happen. He's. Uh, I think if you. Debate with a little with someone a little bit more sane and uh, like, yeah, uh, you never know. You know, you never know. But if I, I think read you'd the have story, to sit down in person with him. I, yeah, he, but if I if I read the story line. of Jesus of Jesus's birth to him from the Quran, it might yeah. bring him to tears. Where 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 you know it says that where Mary, peace be upon her, says that you know he, she's conversating with angel gabriel and he comes to her and he she says get out of here i'm i'm a i'm a jewish woman you're not supposed to be in here he says have no fear mary for i am i'm a messenger sent from your lord and i come to you with a with news that you will bear a child she says how can i bear a child when no man has touched me he says it's an easy thing for your lord to do he need only say be and it is that's the story in the in the Bible of, of Jesus's birth, of his creation. God only needs say be. It also says in another verse, it says that the likeness of Adam, the likeness of Jesus is like the likeness of Adam. God only said be and, and Adam came to be. You know, if you're going to worship anybody because of his birth, well, Adam didn't have a mother or a father. <laughs> Maybe you ought to you know, worship him. I mean, you know, uh, he was made... Strictly from mud, you know, um, of which the same story we believe in Islam as, as believed in Christianity. This is what I'm saying. We, be, I believe in the story of Lot and Sodom and Gomorrah. Yes, the way it's said in the Bible. I believe in it. That's we have it in the Quran. That's what it is. Don't get mad at me. Talk to the guy who wrote it. <laughs> right. So, um, you know, um, and and I think. It's kind of funny for Christians to talk about, you know, the violence and anger and this sort of thing about Islam. And as soon as I hear Christians speak on these sorts of things, it becomes, you know, really apparent to me. They haven't read their Bible. 
because all you need to do is open up Leviticus in the yeah, Bible. Yeah, Leviticus. Kanglin quoted that. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Well, Leviticus is bloody. Rightly so. I, I'm not arguing with it, but I'm just saying it's bloody. To the man who lays with the man, death to both. To the woman who lays with the woman, death to both. To the man who lays with the animal, death to the man and death to the animal. I mean, that chapter is just full of just death, death, death you know, but most Christians don't read it to know. You know, so, and I don't have a problem with the law. I don't, I, but like I said, if people have a problem, they need to go to to the person who's, who claims to be the author of that, those laws, or to the individual. Um, so like I said, we have a lot more in common than, than not, you know, and I, I, I think once these commonalities are brought to light, you wind up creating an ally as opposed to an enemy. I think you've you know, done a, a great example of this is that wrestling room. Like the wrestling room, when you came in, everyone got away from you. By the end of it, everyone wanted you to help coach and like be mm. there for you, like, yeah. You know, like you, you change minds and you change worlds by the, the person you are and the beliefs that you don't expose them, you uh, expose them, you live them. Like you live your beliefs and like you're sharing your beliefs, but you live them. And more often than not, you're quiet about some of these talks are the first times that we've talked about this stuff. And uh, you always said, ah, oh, talk to me a different time, talk to me a different time. Like I've always been interested because I don't know, like I'm, I'm interested in all theology, like. I'm trying to find my place in the world, you know, like I, I really am. Right. And listens to you talks is like good. Uh, I had a couple of comments in there I wanted to share that we missed while we were talking. Okay. Uh, Amanda said, my father-in-law was super mad that I brought A&E to your mosque because he thinks A&E should only know Jesus. I told him too bad. I want him to see it all in disguise. And what they saw and felt at your mosque was love. The girls held them while they fell asleep halfway through. They were welcome and showed how to pray. Everything was warm and smiles. Uh, that was from Amanda. Uh, she brought wow. uh, her children. Uh, I met Aurora. Uh, right. They trained with your uh, your daughters for a long time. Um, and then uh, Shay Shay Butts. Uh, she her son Crouton. I don't know if you know him. Crichton. He wears that multicolored geese from Western New York. I mean, if you saw him, you know him. He's like kind of a goofy looking kid. Okay. Uh, no Crouton. You know he's goofy looking. He's got long hair. Wears a tie dye gee. Like it's not. It's, it's on purpose goofy looking. It's not like. I'm uh, being mean. Uh, she said the world needs believers no matter what God you pray to, uh, pr must be prayed to. But uh, like, it's important that we uh, we spread the word. And I think, I think just by you talking and 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 explaining uh, explaining your religion, I think I think it's eye opening to people. And um, I don't think there's enough people that are open and and sharing with. They're like everyone's closed. They're, they're trying to expose their own their own versions of the world to everybody. So right. I think we need more people just trying to bring everyone together. Here, here, and, here's um, a story. Here's a story for you. So I live across the street from Saint uh, Saint Adalbert's Saint Adalbert's Church, and um, it's a Catholic church, Roman Catholic. Uh, well, it's actually Polish Catholic. However, um, they were uh, there was fear that it was going to be shut down. Now, according to Catholic law, um, you cannot shut down a, a church that's been given the status of being a basilica. And in the state of being a basilica, the idea is that prayer in a basilica anywhere in the world, your prayer would be equal as a Catholic 
to praying in Rome in terms of its worth or value. And so this church was given basilica status like in the 18, late 1800s. And so, but the diocese of Buffalo was trying to shut it down. And, you know, the, the people who were left, there were a bunch of like people who were left trying to keep it open. So they had an open house. So I took my kids, you know, over to the open house. I mean, they're my neighbors. They're across the street. So, you know, I went and, you know, so I got all my kids with me and, you know, who were walking around. So they're giving us a tour. And there's this big, like, statue of Mary, peace be upon her. And she's holding the baby that's supposed to be the representation of Jesus, peace be upon him. And uh, the lady says to me, this is Mary, and this she's holding baby Jesus. Do you know who Jesus is? <laughs> right? So I start telling her, like, yes, I'm Muslim. Uh, you know, I'm thinking maybe, maybe they know, right? So she goes, what do you mean? I, well, we believe everything I just said to you, believe in his virgin birth. We believe in his mother's the best of women. We believe in all. I'm telling her this stuff and her eyes are getting big. Like she's just like looking at me and then she like shakes her head like, like, I don't know what happened. So she gives me a rest of the tour, right? I, I said, thank you. And my kids, said, we leave. I walk back across the street and uh, I tell my wife about it. and. Uh, she says, well, maybe you should take over some pamphlets that just kind of explain Islam. They clearly don't know what Islam is. So I was like, oh, I don't really want to, but like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I take the pamphlets over and I walk, I walk, I open the door and I don't get no further in the door than like 10 of these women surround me. These old like Polish women and they're grabbing me and they're shaking me and they're saying, we heard, we heard. You believe, you believe in Jesus. You believe in, you believe in Mary. Like we hurt and they're crying. And they're saying, where, where do you, how do you, I said, this is my religion. I just brought some pamphlets, hopefully, you know, to explain it for you. And I'm, I'm trying to back out, but they got me surrounded. And uh, they're literally, they're like literally tears. And, and they said, why don't you tell someone? <laughs> well, and then another woman says, why isn't this on the news? <laughs> right. And uh, this probably brings to light, you know, the, the fact that Americans just don't know. And that's probably uh, the fault of Muslims. Right. Um, we, we have a we have a hand to play in that and not getting out the message about what we believe. And I'm not one to really bang people over the head with this stuff. Right. Because, you know, uh, I'm not into that. Right. Uh, you know, there's no compulsion in religion. And, and, you know, hopefully if we had conversations more like this, you would see some value or worth in whatever it is I'm saying or whatever it is you go and research because it's all out there. That's all you got to do is just go look it up. And uh, um, but but that that was pro that was a weird experience for me. Like, you know, they were. Why don't you why don't you tell someone why isn't this on the on the news? And it's like it's. It's out there. You just, you just, you just don't know. You just don't know to know, right? And, well, and it's kind of hard. Yeah, hopefully people see. I'll try and clip that out and post that as a clip, okay. and then we can share that a little bit more. Like, I'll make a couple clips of this. Oh, okay. I'm not, I'm not like Joe Rogan. I don't got Jamie or nothing. So, like, I gotta do it myself. So, it might, do it might be pretty crappy, but I'll do my best. Hey, hey. Well, may God accept it and make it of some benefit. And like I said. Anything that anyone knows of me that's bad, it's from me. 
It's the things that I've chosen to do that were wrong. And any good that you may see from me, I promise you, I promise you, it's from my religion. It's from my religion. That's, that's what it is, boss. Um, I, 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 would, I would be a monster if it weren't for this religion. <laughs> you'd be a, you're a monster now, and you're, you're in, like a good monster on the mat. <laughs> good monster? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, club underhook him with, uh, with the religion, just like you do in wrestling. Boom, boom, get that underhook. Oh, okay, give okay. First and give him a little sugar. <laughs> yeah but hopefully yeah, hopefully that answers the, the question of religion you know uh, it's, a, it's a start it's a bookmark and like hopefully people open some books and they they read and research I'm, no I'm going to look up some more stuff uh, I kind of want I really wanted to come in blind because like some of the stuff I just want to talk to you about before is a person to person in here but like it's hard. Like we're always around other people. And even when we're not around other people, it's kind of weird. Our kids are around and, you know, our spouses are around and like, it's, it's we don't, we never really had like man to man time. And like, uh, even though like, there's other people watching it, like I, I really appreciate it. And I felt like close to you and uh, like, not I, you as well, you, you know, yeah. like you're one of my true friends and I'm Amen. glad to have you on. And I know like, this I don't have many Jeff and you're yeah. one. This might give me some hate, but there's there's no one I'd rather get hated for liking. Like you know, uh, like, well, I, uh, I hope it doesn't get you any hate. I hope, uh, I hope I've no given one that, a... no one that watches and gives a fair chance could hate. You know, that's the whole thing. Like, are you going to take the opportunity? And if you hate, and I don't care, like so what? Then that means you're not open, and I don't want to be your friend really anyway. So, right, it is what it is. Like I, I stand by my friends, you know, and you're one of my true friends. You, Doctor Kroll. I have a few of them. I don't have very many either, and uh, stand by them all. Amen. Amen. No Thank doubt. you so much for coming on. And uh, how is uh, Muhammad doing? Like, uh, is he just coaching now? I know, like, so I don't know if you want to get into this whole vaccine thing, but I know, like, he couldn't participate for almost the same reason as your daughter, right? He didn't want to get the vaccine to continue. Uh, to be on well, the, the vaccine planet. was an issue, and then before the vaccine, he lost a couple of years of eligibility in college because he wouldn't shave. Um, so, uh, but now all that's out, you know, they, I don't know if you know, they've since changed the laws, the rules yeah. for wrestling. You can have a full beard all the way in high school now. Right. <laughs> but, but before it, it was a big deal. So no, he's, uh, he's still competing. Um, he intends to, uh, try to, you know, make the, the world team trials for the Olympics. Um, he's going to go up to 86 kilos and he's coaching and wrestling. Um, Every now and then, um, he goes. He gets invited to the Olympic Training Center for a camp. You know, so he's still in the mix. He still has goals that he wants to try to shoot for and try to accomplish. Um, he's doing well. Um, you know, living a, you know, living the right life to try to make it happen. You know, if we can uh, be of any help or like try and put a fundraiser together, anything ever needs us, knowing we'll be uh, ready to get on top of it. Um, we'll do. Thank you so much. Thank you better support that kid. He's gonna be a winner in anything he does. Well, hopefully he can achieve his goals as far as wrestling's concerned. Um, yeah, and, and hopefully he doesn't go totally off the grid. We never hear from him living in the forest somewhere. <laughs> that, that that may happen, too. <laughs> <laughs> that may happen. But, you know, he's li he likes it down in West Virginia. He, yeah, good. He likes, it, he likes it down in West Virginia. It's kind of crazy because, uh, you know, everything's so much more relaxed in West Virginia. Like – this, I didn't realize how, how, how controlling the state of New York is, um, you know, with so many things, you know, but like, you know, firearms. And so I, it's just, it's just nuts. 
you just go four hours away and it's almost like you're not even living in the same country yeah where it's completely different yeah oh my god like if you had a clip for an ak that had you know over five rounds here in new york state you're you can get you get jammed up down there they sell 30 round clips for ak's on the shelf bro <laughs> like you just you know just pull it off the shelf so it's it's kind of wild when you think about like uh, you know, and that's just one example of just how, how how much more relaxed things are in West Virginia. But he likes my, it down there. My brother in South Carolina has been trying to get me to come down and start a gym down there for a long time. So I don't know. Maybe someday I'll make hey, it down man. there. New York gets crazy. If we yeah. gotta all get electric heat, like I'll probably be down there. <laughs> yeah, see, like, yeah, I'm not even. That's kind of wild, bro. It's kind of like they want to be able to shut your heat off. Yeah, right. Have, have you all messed up? You know, begging for you know, how can you live in Western New York without? And then you're telling me I can only have electric heat. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. What is that about? What am I gonna do when my power goes out for three days, like during a blizzard? <laughs> yeah. That's I. You know, I don't know. I don't understand. I don't. I don't. You know, like I said, man. Uh. Nah, man. This is wild. That's a discussion for another day. Probably one we don't want on YouTube because we get shut down for that one. Or, or no doubt, no doubt. I, I might have someone knocking on my door after that <laughs> conversation. <laughs> so right. yeah, that, that's that's crazy. Well, from K Man's Corner, I'm here with Mustafa McBride. We're out. Thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you so much, Jeff. Man, I really appreciate it. Anytime.